0: probably did hate mail, and we thought it was hate at the time because these guys are trying to take
1: away our dreams. The Football Pod, live. Thursday, June 2nd in Castlebar.
0: Check out ocbsportscom forward slash events and get your tickets now. Eddie Brennan on the line. Hey, Eddie.
1: Good evening, Joe. How's it going? How well?
0: Yeah, very well. So, this Munster Ren Robin is box office. We have Limerick, seven points, Clare, five points. That's our Munster final. We can box those two away for the moment and say that's all sorted. And then we have Cork and Waterford two points apiece. Tipperary still on zero points. And next round we have Cork playing Tipperary. Very simply, if Cork beat Tipperary, then Waterford are gone by dint of head to head. If Cork lose and Waterford beat Clare, then Waterford go through. And then the really um I suppose, uh, messy, but uh, nail-biting scenario. If Tip beat Cork and Claire beat Waterford, then we have Cork, Tip and Waterford all into points difference. And who knows what comes out in the wash there. Let's start with Waterford 119, Cork 222. Six-point win for Cork at Walsh Park. Kieran Kingston said it keeps us alive. Liam Kyle said Cork full value for their win. They were full value for their win. Cork, where you been?
1: Yeah, um, I suppose this is the... The cork that uh, we were all talking about uh, in the aftermath of the league semi-final against Kilkenny, in which they won you know, a right-go game uh, when it was there to be won. And um, a team then that's you know, I remember Joe, you joking a few weeks before the championship when we'd done the preview about playing the tape over about who would get through Munster. And I think we kind of joked on the night that it could flip so quickly. And yeah, that's what's after happening because, um, you know, the bolter was clear um who have come out of the blue and, and not surprisingly either, but I think it's just probably more so the the fashion in which maybe Cork and Waterford's form has plummeted on them. Um but yeah to be fair to Cork I thought there was an edge to some the other day. They actually went man to man. Um they were able to probably help by the, the the small narrow pitch it meant that they could contain Waterford that little bit more and um yeah, look, they stepped up and I think some of their more seasoned fellas, Joe, delivered, um, you know, Lehan and Harnedy, you know, Shamie Harnedy. I think what you're seeing even when he got that point towards the ends, the, the the jump, which he nearly cleared the fence, he went so high. Yeah. That's just, I suppose, raw emotion, frustration. And it's all just uh, releasing a little bit because they know they've actually rolled up their sleeves And put in a performance.
0: Yeah, it's good to see it was there because you were almost starting to wonder over the performances where was that emotion and that anger and it was good to see it was there. Your point on being able to contain Waterford at Walsh Park is interesting because if you think of Waterford during the league campaign, they were full of speed, they were full of athleticism, and I don't know they were touch almost boxed in in their on their own pitch.
1: Yeah, and this is an observation that we had in the aftermath of the tip match. We said that, that Tip were able to make a small pitch even smaller in that match and were well up for it. And, you know, I, I remember, you know, years ago, you'd be talking to the Waterford lads and, and about, you know, playing Monster Championship and that. And I remember it's known as it Ken McGrath maybe said they loved going to Turles. You know, I think, you know, particularly this team, and, and I think there was an issue going back when the round robin started. The question was, Walsh Park was being done up. Could they use, maybe even Nolan Park was looked at and said, no, it's outside Munster. But I definitely think, I suppose just to, to fast track the answer really, if Liam Cal is looking ahead to next year, I think that's a serious conversation that they need to have because the pitch is, I'm pretty sure, and I stand to be corrected, but eight metres narrower than your standard pitch. Uh, so it just doesn't suit the kind of game. And you look at then the league final against Waterford where they just... Open, or against Cork they just opened up Cork in Simple Stadium and I think you know it's I, I loved hurling in Simple Stadium um, and I, I, I didn't really like going to Walsh Park because it was that tight pitch and I just don't think it's helping Watford at the moment and I do I think that point for Liam Kyle is maybe if you're going forward into next year you're saying I think we need to look at this because it uh, won't, won't be popular will it? No, it won't. And and, and I think the, the whole the whole home advantage is obviously a big thing. There's the the finances involved and I understand that. But you know, I would question maybe and again I'm just thinking where the dressing rooms are in Walsh Park, they're not far from the tunnel, which is close enough to the pitch. So maybe there's not a huge amount of scope to widen that pitch. But uh I just wonder, you know, in the development of it a few years ago, you know, was making the pitch a little bit bigger ever looked at, because I'd be willing to lose uh, three or four or 500 people at the match in with the view to having a pitch a bigger pitch, a full-size inter-county pitch. And then, you know, I, I'm mindful of where Walsh Park is as well. It's in a residential area. So I'm sure there's planning issues there. You can't go up too high with a stand. Mm. And I suppose I have to put a level of understanding on that. But definitely uh, they, they should look at something because um, it definitely, for me anyway, it's a factor. It's not the reason on its own, but the way they play, it's definitely not helping.
0: So in all the optimism of the league is uh, evaporating before our eyes here. And, you know, one of the other points that was made towards the end of the league was when Austin Gleeson was sent off and missed the league final, that Liam Cahill made a big ploy of not appealing that card. And almost, I, I, I probably said it to you potentially here in, on this show, you're saying got everything yeah. for Waterford is coming up roses here and Cal can afford not to appeal the Gleeson red card. and Mark my words, that'll be the last time Aussie Gleeson gets sent off anytime soon.
1: Yeah, we did and we discussed it. And, and and I think, you know, there's that well-watched clip of Liam Cal, you know, when it happens uh, at the Wexford uh, League semi-final and you're kind of going... This is a concern, like because it's 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 needless. And look, I have to put my my understanding on the situation, saying, look, as a marquee player, you know, like Austin gleason I have to appreciate that he is targeted. But I do think, you know, why why do you get targeted sometimes? It's because you you probably react, and I think it's unfortunate. And and you'd like to think at this stage, I'm sure Liam Cal had a hard conversation. With Austin maybe at the time and certain commitments were probably made and yeah you know this is part of inter-county hurling you get targeted but I think you have to be sometimes bigger than that because how you hurt opposition is on the scoreboard and if you look at maybe you know other players and I suppose look I'm sure Austin Gleeson definitely doesn't need us talking about here tonight he knows himself he's, he's let his teammates down and, and probably let himself down to get drawn into that stuff And he'll be very disappointed. If he's been honest with himself, I'm sure he will. But there comes a time where you have to say no, no. How you hurt people in them situations is you keep doing what you're doing, you score heavily. And sometimes, yeah, you might get a mean one sometimes off the ball. Sometimes you might get a, someone leaves it in or they follow through. You have to be bigger than it. You you just have to suck it up sometimes. And yeah, maybe you can argue that the officials should be helping them a tiny bit here. But... At the same time, I think, you know, he can't blame the officials for the late tackle, you know, that got him the original yellow. And then, you know, when you tangle, and it's just disappointing because it has probably hurt himself and hurt Watford in in the heel of the hunt. And I mm. suppose to come back to the point, I'd imagine that, among other things, is contributing, you know, unfortunately to Watford. I think the issue with free taking as well has has definitely hurt.
0: Interesting day for Patrick Corgan passes Joe canyon as the all-time championship scorer which is an amazing feat and, and, and personal achievement and then he's holed off pretty promptly what's your read on Horgan and this cork team
1: yeah he I think this is you know the league semi-final against Kilkenny he got whipped off and uh yesterday you know he, 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 it was an unbelievable record and I think it's it's, it's fitting that it's marked because it's a, it's a it's a special thing it's a landmark thing. But uh, I think he seems to be just uh, not himself at the moment. Um, he, he's, you know, whether that's the way Cork are playing or whatever. Um, I think sometimes, you know, maybe when you look at the form he has shown over the years, I mean, he has often single-handedly, you know, you think of that semi-final against Kilkenny in, in nineteen or the quarter-final against Kilkenny in nineteen, he scored three ten or something, and the days he has done that. But I suppose sometimes when you're playing at that maybe seven or eight out of ten, so sometimes you just you get a bit fatigued and and, and you get a little bit maybe just tired and you're not as driven as you are. And then you look around too, like and, and I think there's a lot of uh, you know willing replacements there at the moment. And I think Patrick Carvin is 34, so you know by the modern game he's he's probably an elder statesman. And I think when you have someone of the caliber of Arlen Connolly, you know breathing down your neck. That can bring its own little pressure, you know. I'm trying to put myself into Patrick Horgan's shoes here. Yeah. That probably brings a little bit of pressure. When you get taken off once or twice, that just makes it even. You know, sometimes you try too hard. But look, the record yesterday. I think that's the that's probably the important thing. And yeah. he's going to get another opportunity to build it even. Yeah,
0: that's the headline news. Extraordinary achievement. So we were talking in the news round about uh, how soulless Crow Park felt once again for a double header in the football with thirty thousand there and. Didn't compare uh, favourably that experience to Limerick 121, Clare 24 points in Ennis. 18,000 crammed in there, capacity crowd. The two sides were level on 14 occasions. The lead changed hand uh, 10 times. It was an extraordinary kind of occasion. Was, was a draw about right for you or what did you make of this performance? Because actually on, on Clare, you were one of the very few in that conversation we had a few weeks back previewing the championship. You were one of the very few that felt good about Clare strongly.
1: Yeah, I, I felt it. It the form at that particular moment in time suggested Watford, Cork, and Limerick, obviously. But I felt if there was a bolter, I said, look, it's year three, maybe under loan or four. He's building nicely, and they have a good squad. So look, they've it's they, it's it, it, it's it's probably against the form of the league. But I suppose it is the league now, so that's throwing that out the window and it's showing that they are worthy of that and and they've qualified for a Munster final. And I think on merit too, um, I just, even on a a separate thing for that, like the match yesterday, like I was at home watching telly and I have to say, I've played in Ennis a few times. It's a great venue. It's always tense. It's always kind of, um, there's a hostile atmosphere there. And I just, I'd love to have been there because, you know, it was a rip-roaring game. I think after 20, 25 minutes you know, Tony Kelly was running the muck at one end. Dermot Burns was keeping Limerick going at the other end. And yeah, I think the draw was probably the fair result. But um, I think I think what it is, is that Limerick just, I think it was brilliant for John Kylie yesterday. He was able to give a couple of guys a fairly saucy championship match that there was a lot at stake for, that there was going to be nothing easy and it's just building his squad you know he was able to rest Galan and I think that was maybe a good thing given the type of match it was going to be I think you know did he need to see Galan in that type of scenario probably not he knows what he's going to get mm. but uh, Limerick were, were, were able to still get the job done uh, amidst that atmosphere Limerick
0: and discipline has been a talking point right through the league campaign Grouch Haggerty's sending off is going to be appeal. John Kiley said, uh, nothing here whatsoever, nothing there whatsoever, was his quote, will appeal it and hopefully the error will be uh, rectified. I suppose there were two aspects to it. There was the line ball yellow card. Mm. Uh, it's kind of an interesting one in that Limerick player not retreating, so Hegarty says, well, I'm going to smack it at you. And then, uh, you know, some people are of the opinion, well, actually the Clare lad should get the yellow card if anyone there. I mean, you should be entitled to take a, a quick... Uh, sideline cut if you want to and then the actual um the second yellow and it's worth remembering it was just a yellow he didn't get a straight yard card, yeah. red card for it uh, that was deemed a yellow uh Fitzgerald I think the Clare player was holding his elbow it's hard to see much in it to be fair he 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 made plenty of it and Hegarty yeah. I mean maybe in a in a not dissimilar way to Gleeson and like several other Limerick players now has a reputation and referees are maybe more inclined so all of this is bubbling around Limerick and, I, uh, you know, Kylie's fed up with it and he's talking about it a lot. So this is there. Like, it all does feel as if there's a red that's going to be decisive somewhere along the line for uh, Limerick. But what of the one uh, in Ennis in particular?
1: Yeah, I, I think... Um, I, I, I think... I think he knows what he's doing with that sideline. I think maybe there was a player and, and you think, right... I suppose I'm trying to put myself into Hegarty's position here and yeah. say... Do I really need to swing as wild and as strong as I did? And I'm, you know, I think I don't think there is a runner there. I think he's just kind of letting, you know, McInerney and, and the two of them were having a ding dong battle. I mean, that you know, we we saw the two of them going at it. But I suppose in that situation, if 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 I'm Hegerty, I'm going. Do do I need to do this? And again, say right, is there actually an offence there? Well, yeah, you're you're striking across an opponent. If if you want to be really technical about it, mm. and yeah, like I think I'd be more kind of at that situation. McInerney is on a yellow, and he's marking me around the pitch. So I'm kind of going, I don't need to get drawn into this kind of a battle. I don't need to get any attention brought to myself for this. Mm. And then if you, you know, you can argue. Yeah, maybe it should have been a free for the man not retreat or anything like that. Um, no, but, but then, I do take
0: your point because the, the, the quick sideline, it wasn't in the spirit of I'm trying yeah. to hit someone, it was purely in the spirit of I'm trying to smack it off you and get you in trouble.
1: I yeah, I I think so. And I think he- Hegarty knows that. And again, he's he's showing the ref, look, yeah, I'm trying to move it on, and that's fair enough. I, I suppose I get that, but I think it's 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 the it's how strong he swings on it. Mm-hmm. Like and, and Dave McInerney says very cool he just leaves his hurl there and he drives the hurl flying, and then there's the whole, you know bit of he done this and I done that or whatever else it is. And I think when 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 this he got the yellow, I think he, on reflection, he'll definitely look back or he should be looking back today and going saying, God, I didn't really need to do that. I don't think I did. And just say you can look at it from from his side or from the other side. But I would just think, and again the backdrop, Joe, is what we talked about about this perception with Limerick. And I think what's significant here too, and, and I'm surprised in a way that maybe there was uh, the the freedom to do this, but Hegerty said there. If you look, like, he did get a red card during the league against Galway, and and, and he said him. He, I think he admitted himself. There's no issue with that. But he's saying kind of last week in the interview, read somewhere that oh, I'm not backing down, and we're not, you know. And I'm kind of going. That's a mindset that's for the dressing room, not so much the public domain. And I think I'm surprised that you're kind of saying that out loud because I felt he's kind of daring officials as such that look, I'm 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 playing on the edge here and and I'm not backing down or whatever. And I think you're just drawing a little bit of attention to yourself. Maybe that's maybe I'm being hard on him here, but I know if I'm in that situation, I might be privately thinking I'm not going to back down or we're going to keep an edge to our game. But I don't think there's a need to maybe say that out publicly because you're you're possibly just bringing attention on yourself. Maybe the second one then. Look, I think I think it's a silly one again. It's needless, but. There's not a huge amount of contact. And yes, I do think the Clare player is disappointed. I think we've spoken about simulation before, Joe, one or two nights. Mm. And I think that's one thing you don't want to see. But I suppose in the circumstances, this is becoming a commonplace. Players know guys are on yellow cards and they're just trying to maybe plant a seed. For me, the most disappointing aspect of this, Joe, and sorry now for the long-winded answer. No, no, it's interesting. I think is that... My reading of it was I couldn't see the linesman giving Column Lyons any input whatsoever when he went to him originally. Yeah. He just seemed to be just mouth closed. Column Lines looks a little bit kind of amused, and he's going, right, well, what, what's going on here? Then he trudges off into the two umpires who clearly haven't a clue, and then he comes back out. And I just would love to know what changed from when he went to the linesman originally to the second time that now it's a second yellow card because if it's if it's if the linesman saw something that is the yellow card then there you are i don't need to go near my my umpires who are maybe 50 meters away so i think on a on a technical issue there i don't think for me hegerty shouldn't have been sent off because and again look i'm not privy to that conversation sure. i don't know what input the linesman put in so maybe there was something there but looking at it there i'm not so sure they are 110% sure that Gerard Hegarty done something. No. And if that's the case, he has to get the benefit think, of the
0: doubt. I think they're almost uh, so taken with the reaction of the Clare player. They're like, well, something must have happened. And, and they almost worked their way backwards off that. A uh, very yeah. quick one. I have, a bit, I have a bit. 30 seconds, unfortunately. Sorry, right. the, the nature of things. Uh, Tony Kelly, 16 points in the first 50 minutes of the game. Davy Fitz said last night, best hurler in the country. Who's your hurler of the year if I was to draw on the lines, a line in the sand now and say where we are thus far?
1: Uh, Probably, I think, Dermot
0: Burns at the moment. Yeah, he, uh, he's at... I, anytime Limerick are against it, he he seems to rise to the occasion uh, for them.
1: He, he's just 10 points, I think, yesterday. So, uh, he's... he Like, I just... Even looking at it there, there's four or five Limerick players all you know, leading the way at the moment. And, like, Tony Kelly's going to have to do two more of them, probably, to surpass the lads. But for me, at the moment, pound for pound, it's Dermot Burns. But I think what's why it's Dermot Burns is because I think Hannon and himself work so well. Hannon does the simple things. Bourne gets the little bit of, of, he puts the gloss on it, I think. Okay,
0: well, listen, we've neglected Leinster and neglected Kilkenny's win and Westmead's draw against Wexford, so we'll do that again in the coming weeks, I'm sure. Eddie Brennan, thanks so much. Appreciate it, Eddie. All the best, Joe. Thank you.